Section 21 of The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4, edited by Francis Rolt Wheeler chemistry chapter 16 the development of applied chemistry analytical chemistry that division of chemistry which treats of the methods of ascertaining the chemical composition of substances and mixtures both as to kind qualitative analysis and quantity quantitative analysis has been an indispensable aid to all branches of chemistry pure and applied during their modern development and has itself undergone considerable elaboration and perfection in particular analytical methods both qualitative and quantitative have been and are being continuously improved the services of boyle hoffman margroff scheele and bergman in qualitative analysis have been mentioned and it will be remembered that bergman was the first to publish a system of qualitative analysis in the wet way he laid a firm foundation for the methodical employment of reagents and the methods of qualitative analysis now in use have been developed from his analytical course of procedure wilhelm august lapidaeus and johann gottling contributed materially to the systematic arrangement of the analytical methods in use during the first decade the former published in 1801 his Handbuch der chemischen Analyse der Mineralkörper, and the latter his Praktische Anleitung zur Prüfenden und Zerlegenden Chemie in 1802. Other works followed these, and analytical methods became known and improved. Qualitative analysis in the dry way has been perfected by the use of the blowpipe an instrument which was originally employed for soldering metals and which was first employed for testing minerals by Kronstadt and Engstrom. Bergman and Gahn studied thoroughly the deportment of various substances and reagents under the flame of the blowpipe, and their treatise on this important branch of chemical analysis was published in 1779. Berzelius, Hausmann, and Wollaston later became interested in this field, and Berzelius, who was notably instrumental in introducing the blowpipe into chemistry, published a treatise on the application of this instrument in 1820. More recently, the art of dry assay, docimacy, was considerably advanced by the important flame reactions of Bunsen. His treatise, Flammen Reaktionen, was published in 1880. After the preparatory investigations of Bergman, Klaproth, Van Quallen, and Proust, it was Berzelius who worked out new methods of quantitative analysis, thereby promoting the systematic development of this branch. He had shown great ingenuity and inspired his pupils, more especially Heinrich Rose and Friedrich Wohler, with like powers. Rose and Wohler extended the observations of Berzelius and made analytical methods generally known by the publication of their treatises the Handbuch der Analytischen Chemie of the former first appeared in 1829 
and passed through six german editions and three french editions while the praktische unbungen in der chemischen analyse of Wohler, which was published in eighteen fifty three was translated into russian french and english the chief exponent and great master of analytical chemistry however was c remigius fresenius eighteen eighteen to eighteen ninety seven who for over half a century devoted his life and labors to its extension he collated and examined all methods formerly in use and devised many new ones but his greatest services were the establishment of the Zeitschrift für analytische chemie in eighteen sixty two and the publication of his anleitung zur qualitativen chemischen analyse in eighteen forty one and his anleitung zur quantitativen chemischen analyse in eighteen forty six these works have been published in numerous editions and translations since other chemists who have aided in the discovery of new tests improved methods of separation and determination and in the designing of suitable chemical apparatus for analytical operations are liebig strohmeyer bunsen fremy turner shearer rommelsberg gibbs blomstrand maragnock and winkler Klassen's services in electroanalysis have been referred to volumetric analysis that process in which the reagents are employed in solutions of known strength has been greatly developed during the last seventy years and volumetric methods are much used in technical analysis owing to the fact that no weighing is necessary after the standard solutions are once made up thus saving considerable time the quantitative analysis of gases was greatly perfected by bunsen whose researches in this direction began in eighteen thirty eight bunsen published methods of estimating various gases by absorption and combustion which have required only slight modification since but the qualitative analysis of gases has only lately been developed in a scientific manner the work of winkler in this connection has been important and he and hempel have improved the apparatus for gasometry and gas analysis and have generalized methods the quantitative analysis of organic compounds has gradually developed from the observation that carbonic acid and water are products of their combustion lavoisier indicated the right path here and his process was improved upon by gay lussac and thenard berselius liebig and more recently by denstead colley and hempel the exact determination of nitrogen only became possible after eighteen thirty when dumas had devised his method other methods of determining nitrogen have been worked out by will and warentrop and by keldahl whose method is extensively used in agricultural chemical analysis for estimating protein many methods for determining the halogens sulphur phosphorus and other elements which occur less frequently in organic bodies have been worked out and these have found extended application in forensic chemistry hygiene and agricultural chemistry the beginnings of phytochemistry the chemistry of plant life can be traced back to investigations made at the close of the eighteenth century priestley senbier de saussure and others were familiar with the fact that green plants under the influence of sunlight 
will remove carbonic acid gas from the atmosphere and decompose it they were also aware of the fact that ammonia salts are of value in stimulating the growth of plants nicolas leblanc having pointed this out at the end of the eighteenth century although the problems of plant life the mode and manner of plant nourishment and growth had engaged the labors of many trained observers for many years yet even during the first three decades of this century the belief was almost universal that plants like animals derived their nourishment directly from organic matter this assumption found its chief advocates in germany and france in albrecht Thayer and mathieu de dambosay respectively in their opinion inorganic salts the importance of which could not be absolutely denied acted merely as stimulants and not as if they were essential to the growth of the plant indeed thayer held that the creation of earths in plants through their vital forces was possible in this assumption he followed the opinion of schrader who so early as the year eighteen hundred imagined that he had proved by actual experiments the generation of the ash constituents of plants by the vital forces j g walerius a stockholm chemist had sought to lay a much more rational foundation for agricultural chemistry in seventeen sixty one in his ackerbuchets chemiska grundor when he made a comparison between the plant constituents and the constituents of the soil in which they grew it was justice von liebig who demonstrated the falsity of the views of thayer and d'abbasil and who entirely disproved the humus doctrine as the theory held at that time was called it was in eighteen forty after exhaustive investigations on the weathering of rocks on the formation of soils and on the effects of rain and the gases which rain holds in solution that liebig published his classic work on the application of chemistry to agriculture and physiology in this liebig completely undermined the foundations of the humus theory and enunciated the following foundation principles of modern agricultural chemistry one inorganic substances form the nutritive material for all plants two plants live upon carbonic acid ammonia nitric acid water phosphoric acid sulfuric acid silicic acid lime magnesia potash and iron many need common salt three manure the dung of animals acts not through the organic elements directly upon plant life but indirectly through the products of the decay and fermentative processes thus carbon becomes carbonic acid and nitrogen becomes ammonia or nitric acid the organic manures which consist of parts of remains of plants and animals can be substituted by the inorganic constituents into which they would be resolved in the soil practical field trials carried out by governments and large landowners proved the correctness of liebig's deductions from his laboratory experiments and the many investigators in this line since have come either directly or indirectly from liebig's school liebig's conclusion that one must restore to the soil that which the removal of the crop had withdrawn if one would prevent its exhaustion is the basis of successful agricultural practice today a french chemist j b balsingal worked independently along similar lines to liebig 
and the services which he rendered in carrying out researches on the nutrition of plants by new methods were of great importance mention may be made here about nitrification in soils and the assimilation of free nitrogen by plants the most important discoveries in agricultural chemistry of recent years in eighteen forty nine georges ville then director of the agricultural experiment station at vincennes proved by actual experiment that certain plants assimilate free atmospheric nitrogen but his conclusions were strongly disputed being directly opposed to those of bossingol and liebig and also to subsequent investigations by laws gilbert and pew in eighteen fifty seven an important experiment bearing on the point and extending over many years was begun in eighteen fifty five by herr schultz of lupitz in altmark germany he grew lupines on very poor soil with the addition of non-nitrogenous manures only and found that notwithstanding this the soil became richer in nitrogen year by year the next step toward the solution of the question was the discovery in eighteen seventy seven of the now well-known process of nitrification in soils by schloesing and munz this nitrification being the work of definite microbes some of which have been isolated while more recent work has proved that the direct assimilation of atmospheric nitrogen by leguminous plants is brought about by the agency of certain microorganisms tuberculobacteria originally present in the soil cultures of these specific bacteria are now prepared on a manufacturing scale under the name of nitrogens for application to soils naturally deficient in them it only remains to mention as a factor in the present and future growth of agricultural chemistry the experiment stations and laboratories established now by the governments of every civilized country in the united states for example there are at present sixty-one agricultural experiment stations all in charge of efficient specialists and many intricate problems of national importance have been solved the large chemical industries and in fact all branches of chemical technology have been immensely developed during the nineteenth and twentieth centuries and the achievements of chemistry in the arts and industries have been stupendous and varied during the modern chemical period pure chemistry and applied chemistry have been constantly interactive and the latter has profited immensely by the extension of the former while pure chemistry theoretical inorganic organic and practical chemistry has in turn been greatly benefited by the opportunities offered by the industries the advancement of technical chemistry has been especially aided however by the development of analytical chemistry which has allowed of a keen insight into the composition of the various industrial products thereby leading to the introduction of many technological innovations then too industrial research has been and is being constantly fostered by chemical manufacturers and this has led to the accruement of important novelties and improvements the literature of technical chemistry is very extensive but the standard treatises of rudolf von wagner handbuch der chemischen technologie karl kosmarsch geschichtliche der technologie seit der mitte des achtzehnten jahrhunderts t e thorpe a dictionary of applied chemistry and ernst von meyer a history of chemistry translated by mcgowan contains accounts of the development of the important industries
the manufacturers of sulfuric acid and soda which may be looked upon as the basis of all the other chemical industries and which are naturally followed by those of hydrochloric acid bleaching powder chlorate of potash and other salts of potassium nitric acid etc only attain to their full vigor after the various processes involved had been explained by chemical investigation and after the most favorable conditions for those processes had been worked out important practical improvements were made in the manufacture of sulfuric acid so early as the beginning of the nineteenth century e g the amount of steam required was regulated and the process was made continuous the latter by holker the first attempt to explain this remarkable chemical process of the formation of sulfuric acid from sulfurous acid air water and nitrous gas was made by clement and de sormes who recognized the important part played by the nitric oxide how essential for the manufacturer the careful observations on the chemical behavior of nitrous acid to sulfurous and sulfuric have been is sufficiently evidenced by the introduction of the gay lussac and glover towers to which they gave rise and which have made the process into one complete whole in eighteen thirty one peregrine phillips discovered the contact process by bringing about the combination of sulphur dioxide and oxygen in presence of platinum but it was only forty to fifty years later that clemens winkler converted this experiment into a technical manufacture the contact process in many modifications has developed and improved so rapidly that many think it will eventually supplant the old chamber process altogether common salt forms the foundation of the soda industry whose history commences with the beginning of the modern chemical period nicholas leblanc was the first to succeed in converting salt into soda with sodic sulphate as an intermediate product maherbe and de la Mathiri, having some time previously attempted to utilize the latter substance in the same way but without material success it was in seventeen ninety one that leblanc commenced the actual manufacture of soda and in the year eighteen twenty three musprat began the erection of his alkali works at liverpool his name deserves a foremost place in connection with the development of the soda industry the formation of soda from the sulphate by fusing the latter with coal and limestone was ultimately so far explained by exact chemical experiments as to allow of a tenable theory of this fusion process being advanced scientific researches have also given rise to numerous important improvements in the soda manufacturer e g to the beautiful process of hargraves and robinson by which sulphate of soda is prepared directly without the previous production of sulphuric acid to the introduction of revolving soda furnaces and to many processes for utilizing and rendering harmless the unpleasant alkali waste but the greatest advance of all in this direction is the comparatively recent and exceedingly simple process of chance by which nearly all the sulphur in alkali waste can be recovered at a very cheap rate purely chemical observations have also led to what was until quite recently the most important of all the innovations in the soda industry the conversion of common salt into carbonate of soda without the intermediate formation of sulphate at all by the ammonia soda process the manufacture of ammonia soda and of artificial manures has grown so enormously of late years 
that the demand for salts of ammonia has increased proportionately but this requirement has in its turn been met by introduction of improved apparatus for the working up of gas liquor and by the successful attempts to extract the nitrogen of fuel in the form of ammonia at the same time that the heat from the fuel or the residual coke is itself being utilized berthelet's experiments upon the bleaching action of chlorine and the chlorides of the alkalis led to the manufacture of the bleach liquor known under the name of eau de javel chloride of lime was first produced by messrs tennant and company in glasgow in the year seventeen seventy nine weldon's process for the recovery of the manganese dioxide required in the preparation of chlorine from the otherwise worthless chlorine waste has been in practical working since eighteen sixty seven deacon's method of producing chlorine directly from hydrochloric acid has never been very widely used the manufacture of bromine and iodine is based upon the original work of gay lussac and ballard laboratory experiments have also led to the production of iodine from other liquors which were formerly looked upon as valueless e g those from chili saltpetre and from phosphorite after its treatment with acid to a frank is due the merit of having made bromine available for technical purposes by preparing it from the mother liquor of the stasfort waste salts nitric acid plays an important part in chemical industries especially since the development of the manufacture of explosives on a large scale potassium nitrate which has been known and valued for so long is still an indispensable ingredient of black gunpowder since the introduction of the nitrate of soda from the chili deposits nitric acid has been prepared from it instead of from the more expensive nitrate of potash by the old process of distillation with sulfuric acid the latest advance here being the distillation of the nitric acid in a vacuum the explosives whose preparation now forms a great industry have all been made available for practical use by chemical investigations the epoch-making discovery of gun cotton by schoenbein and bachter independently in eighteen forty six must be recalled here nitroglycerin had been known as a chemical preparation discovered by sobrero for fifteen years before it began to find extended application in eighteen sixty two as the result of nobel's researches the match industry owes its enormous development to the increased knowledge of chemical preparations and processes there is a marked contrast between the chemical tinder of eighteen o seven i e matches containing a mixture of chlorate of potash and sulphur which were ignited by dipping them into sulphuric acid and the present friction matches those prepared with ordinary phosphorus were most probably first introduced in eighteen thirty three by Arrini of pesch and subsequently by Romer of Vienna and Moldenhauer of Darmstadt. They have since undergone many improvements, the most important of these being subsequent to the discovery of amorphous, nod-poisonous phosphorus, which had been used since the year 1848. Phosphorus has been manufactured on the larger scale for about 50 years. Scheele's process for its preparation was improved upon by Nicholas so far back as 1778, and has been materially modified in recent years closely connected also with the soda industry are the manufacturers of ultramarine and of glass the former substance was discovered in eighteen twenty eight by gamelin 
and at about the same time by Guamet. A little later it was also discovered, independently, by Gotig of Meissen, who was the first to prepare it on a technical scale. The production of glass reached a high state of development in olden times through pure empiricism, but has greatly benefited by chemical research. The manufacture of glass with sulfate of soda and the improvements in flint and crystal glasses belong to the last century, while progress has also been made in silvering by Liebig and in glass painting through the discovery of new mineral colors. Water glass, which was known to Agricola and Glauber, was made available for technical purposes by Fuchs in 1818 and has since then been used for a great number of different purposes, e.g. for impregnating wood and preparing cements. The attempts to utilize raw vegetable products, particularly wood and straw, for the production of paper were first carried out in the year 1846. In caustic soda, a reagent was found by means of which cellulose could be prepared from these materials, while of late years a solution of calcium sulfite in sulfurous acid has shown itself especially well adapted for this purpose. The above process for the production of sulfite cellulose resulted from the chemical investigations of Tilman. Cross and Bevan's discovery that cellulose can be dissolved by carbon disulfide and soda, and thus be converted into a soluble cellulose xanthate, has enormously extended the uses to which the plastic material can be put. Objects of all kinds, from artificial silk to billiard balls, can now be made of pure cellulose. The beet sugar industry has developed into an enormous manufacture from experiments carried out by chemists on a small scale. Margroff's discovery, in 1747, that sugar was present in the juice of beet, was not at that time capable of being applied commercially. Achard, a pupil of Margroff, and others again took up at the end of the 18th century the problem of obtaining sugar from beet on the large scale, and they devised a process which was carried out in factories during the years of the Napoleonic Wars. However, this process was unable to exist, being a very imperfect one and giving but a small yield of sugar, and it is from the year 1825 that the real rise of the beet sugar industry dates, various factors entering into its growth, not the least of which was the practical application of chemical knowledge. Scheibler's strontia process for obtaining the crystallizable sugar from molasses is based upon a knowledge of the various saccharates of strontia, the filtration of the refined juice through bone charcoal was first recommended by Figure in 1811 and then by de Rosne in 1812, and has since become an essential part of the process. The use of vacuum pans for evaporating the syrup was introduced by Howard in 1813, since which time many improvements have been made in them. Osmosis which was first applied on the large scale by Damrenfalt in 1863 for extracting the crystallizable sugar from molasses, was developed by researches in physical chemistry. The development of the fermentation industries has been immensely extended by chemical investigation, while at the same time the nature of the processes themselves has been explained. The latest work of E. Buchner and his pupils has resulted in showing that fermentation is brought about by an enzyme, zymase, produced from yeast. 
among the more important observations in this branch during recent years are those of affront upon the favorable effect of a minute quantity of hydrofluoric acid on the fermentation process and of others upon the advantages gained by ventilation and by the use of pure yeast cultures a knowledge of the normal composition of wine and beer has led to rational suggestions for the improvement of those liquors it would be impossible to attempt even a bare enumeration of the more important innovations in this branch many of which are due to pasteur e g the pasteurization of beer in no other section of technical chemistry have there been so many discoveries made by systematic investigation as in that of artificial dyes the first aniline dye which was produced upon a technical scale was the mauve prepared by w h perkin in eighteen fifty six by acting upon aniline with bichromate of potash and sulfuric acid and it was to him that the introduction of the color industry is due a w hoffman observed in eighteen fifty eight the formation of aniline red magenta which was shortly afterward manufactured by another method by verguin of Lyon and introduced into commerce under the name of fuchsine this was followed by the discovery of aniline blue aniline violet and aniline green all of which were first prepared by hoffman himself while he proved that all of them were derivatives of fuchsine the discovery of methyl violet by loth in 1861 and that of aniline black by lightfoot in 1863 were of great practical importance in addition to this new and improved methods for the production of roseaniline dyes have been discovered and developed e g oxalic acid formic aldehyde and carbonyl chloride are now used for the synthesis of diphenylamine blue the new magenta methyl violet and allied compounds the valuable dye alizarine was formerly prepared entirely from the matter root but is now obtained from coal tar this revolution having been brought about by Grob and Lieberman's successful synthesis in eighteen sixty nine of alizarine from anthracene a constituent of coal tar following alizarine other derivatives of anthracene were prepared from the year eighteen eighty onward an immense industry that of so-called chemical preparations has gradually been developed on scientific lines from apparently insignificant beginnings which had their origin in the work of the apothecary such preparations belong partly to inorganic and partly to organic chemistry as instances of this one may take the great increase in the production of silver salts bromine and iodine for photographic and other purposes and the manufacture of numberless other metallic salts e g thiosulfates hydrosulfites borates and silicates not to speak of newly introduced compounds like the peroxides of hydrogen and sodium sodium persulfate and other persalts and compounds of lithium rubidium vanadium etc the already imposing list of inorganic preparations is being continually added to the manufacture of organic preparations is still more extensive the various alcohols themselves their ethers and esters chloroform chloral iodoform aldehyde etc are now all essential to the chemical manufacturers and to medicine the processes by which these compounds are manufactured are the result of scientific researches old and new 
from what has been said it is seen that coal tar is the raw material from which many organic preparations are obtained the technical importance of which it is difficult to estimate formerly a troublesome waste material it is now of at least equal value to the other products from the distillation of coal the manufacture of ammonia and salts of ammonia from gas liquor is now a thoroughly rational one thanks to the careful chemical examination of the latter and it forms a large and important branch of industry the manufacture of coal gas was at first developed quite empirically and it was only in the second half of the nineteenth century that improvements were introduced which were based upon the scientific investigation of the relations existing between the composition of the gas and the mode in which the distillation of the coal was conducted and this also applies to improved methods of purifying the crude gas the present distillation process was introduced about the year eighteen eighty after it was seen that by raising the temperature of decomposition the yield of gas from pit coal was nearly doubled in order to achieve the necessary white heat gas retorts are now made from the most refractory fire clay instead of iron and they are heated by regenerator gas about fifteen years ago acetylene began to come into prominence as an important illuminant indeed enthusiasts on the subject prophesied that the brilliant light which it gave would prove to be the light of the future produced from calcium carbide a product of electrochemistry it looked for a time as if acetylene were destined to become a formidable competitor of the electric light the first impulse toward the use of furnace gas as a heating agent was given by the experiments of faber de far and of bunsen experiments made with the object of utilizing the gases issuing from the mouth of iron blast furnaces which are rich in carbon monoxide these as well as the gases from coking ovens were for long allowed to escape and still are to some extent but for the most part they now constitute important sources of heat low introduced water gas into technical use in eighteen seventy five preparing it by passing steam over red-hot coal it is now much used for heating and illuminating purposes and will undoubtedly become even more employed in time the above resume of the development of industrial chemistry during the modern period will indicate how it has been elevated by a continuous infusion of scientific spirit and manufacturing once a matter of empirical judgment and individual skill is more and more becoming a system of scientific processes quantitative measurements are replacing guesswork and thus waste is diminished and economy of production ensured in the united states several decades ago few industrial establishments furnished regular employment to chemists but now american manufacturers are becoming more and more appreciative of scientific research and the results so far obtained have resulted in far-reaching improvements in the production of a metal from its ores or of indigo from coal tar it is chemistry that points the way and the more complex the problem the greater the dependence in devising new processes and in the discovery of new and useful products chemistry is again the pathfinder the community is apt to overlook the extent and diversity of the services rendered by the chemists because of the quiet and unobtrusive way in which the work is carried out the measure of a country's appreciation of the value of chemistry in its material development 
and the extent to which it utilizes this science in its industries generally measure quite accurately to the industrial progress and prosperity of that country in no other country in the world has the value of chemistry to industry been so thoroughly understood and appreciated as in germany and in no other country of similar size and natural endowment have such remarkable advances in industrial development been recorded and this too with steadily increasing economy in the utilization of the natural resources ex-president roosevelt has well said quote, the life of the nation depends absolutely on the material resources which have already made the nation great unquote. and m t bogart recently has eloquently indicated how the chemists can and will be of service in that great problem the conservation of natural resources this work is not entirely that of the engineer and with the awakening of the producer and manufacturer to the value of science and industry the outcome of the conservation movement can only be a successful one through the assistance of the chemists end of section 21 recording by warren cotty gurney illinois end of the science history of the universe volume 4 chemistry edited by francis rolt wheeler